Hey there, Anchored Baptist Church, Pastor Wade here, and our topic of conversation today is, will our church open again starting the 7th of June? Um, here's the initial decision, no, we will not be opening again on the 7th of June. Uh, now I want to go through and talk about some of the reasons why that is, okay? So governmentally speaking, yes, the seventh, starting the 7th of June, we would be allowed as a church to gather again. Um, now that could mean that we gather uh, on, a, on Wednesdays for smaller group at the school, at the church. It also means that we're able to gather on Sunday mornings at the church, However, there's quite a few stipulations, and some of those stipulations, some of those rules are related to types of cleaning supplies, uh, the kinds of hand sanitizer, the amount of hand sanitizing uh, solution available, so on and so forth. We're not going to get into those details, but let's talk about what is possible and what is not possible as it pertains to a meeting. First of all, things that are possible. Social distancing. Look, the size of the hall that we have to use, it's completely possible that family groups or individuals can stay separate from one another. We've got plenty of space in there for social distancing of people even up to 50. Um, uh, also, uh, Social distancing expand. Social distancing expands um, when you're talking about the preacher or someone standing up front singing. Okay, you have to be 2.5 meters away from that person. Okay, still possible, um, but here's where things begin to get maybe I would say a little bit impossible. Um, there's also strong. Uh, we're also told that there can be no physical contact in a church meeting and that everyone must wear cloth masks throughout the entirety of the service. Okay, um, that's not something that is going to be possible for us. Uh, not that we we couldn't not that I couldn't stand at the door and say, don't touch him. Don't touch her. <laughs> uh, and I could treat everyone like children. I could do that. Um, that would be no fun for me. Okay. Maybe the first week it would be fun. The second week it would not be fun. Um, but none of us can guarantee that we're going to have no physical contact, right? No handshakes, no fist bumps, no elbows, nothing. Um, it, that, that is something that I cannot guarantee and to be around a group of people that you know, that know you, that you love, and have no physical contact does not make any sense. Um, so I'll just leave that there. Um, also, uh, another thing that we probably as a church, as of right now, will not be able to do is screening as people come into church. It is required that as a church, um, I would be taking people's temperatures as you walk in, um, that I would be giving, uh, essentially asking you questions about whether or not you've had any symptoms, which could possibly sound like COVID-19. And um, not that I'm not capable of doing those things. Uh, I, I suppose that we could buy a nice thermometer, do that kind of stuff, Um but there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with that, that to be honest with you, I'm not sure I'm ready to own up to as of right now. Okay. So call that one a fault on me. Um, that's fine. Uh, and then the last thing that I, I don't think 
we should we should be doing, um, and that is that the government has said that there can be no congregational singing. So everyone cannot be singing together. There can be somebody doing solo singing up front, or there can be videos involved. Um, now, yes, of course, we use videos. However, on the other hand, we also, both in our statement of faith and our founding documents as a church, uh, emphasize the importance of congregational singing. Uh, we say that it's one of the ways that God's word and the good news gets into the ears and thus the hearts of your neighbor standing next to you. And so for us to say that we can go to church without singing um, is is kind of like saying you can ride the bicycle, but you can't have any pedals, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's not the best illustration, but it's something. So um, look, we're, we're required by God. Let's stick with the government for just a second. We're required by God to keep praying for those who are leading us and who are in authority over us. Please keep doing that. Um, our president, along with everyone that is under him, needs prayer that they will continue to make choices that benefit all of the people within their borders. And there have been many people, maybe you're one of those people, um, that have been questioning whether that's what's happening right now. Um, keep praying for them. And as the government continues to lighten regulations around quarantine and COVID-19, uh, look, it's your duty to be wise and to create your own law uh, with which to keep yourself and those around you safe. All right. When, when we add discipline into our lives, we also create freedom for ourselves in other areas. Um, being a law unto yourself, which biblically is a bad thing, but as it pertains, pertains to this pandemic, um, you know, there's also freedom then to choose when, where, and how you will put yourself at risk um, to contracting uh, the virus, okay? Um, the likelihood is, yes, most of us will still get the virus at one point or another. And there may come a time where all of us look at church and say, you know what, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, but I would strongly encourage you that before South Africa hits its peak of possible infections, uh, that is the uh, maximum number of people that are going to get it at one time do get it, um, I, I think it's unwise for us to be gathering as a church again, which gets into the next way that we want to talk about this, and that is the societal or the cultural perspectives of this, okay? Um, the president was right when he was talking earlier this week about the important cultural place that, that uh, what does he call them, places of worship have. Definitely, that's true. Um, and... All of us need the support of one another to make it through um, hard times and trying times. Uh, on the other hand, we also want to make sure that we as a church, uh, Anchored Baptist, that we are keeping hold of a good witness in our community. And gathering together and possibly being, <laughs> you know, an epicenter of the spread of the disease is not a good way to keep your, uh, your witness in the community. In fact, one medical university here in South Africa put out a rather long statement uh, earlier this week detailing how many of the places in the world 
where the original outbreaks, original larger outbreaks of the disease happened, all happened in places of worship. And so um, there is definitely some wisdom in trying to avoid, uh, one, becoming a statistic in that regard, but then also uh, putting each other at risk, I think, as well. Um, with that said, yes, uh, church services, some people are going to start going back to church next week, Sunday, that is the 7th of June. And from here on out, every two weeks, we're going to be re-examining this. Um, so we will re-examine um, this decision to not be gathering as a church again sometime before June the 21st, um, uh, 21 June, and uh, looking at have the numbers increased um, have churches put people at risk, so on and so forth. And then uh, anytime we're under a level three, uh, level three restriction or, or below, we will be reconsidering our decision to meet or not to meet. Okay, um, lastly, real quick, the theological implications or the theological reasoning for why we should or should not meet. Um, I've already given you a couple in the congregational singing. Um Theologically speaking, song is an important part. We are uh, actually told that we should be uh, singing together uh, hymns, songs, and spiritual uh, hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. And if we're not doing that, um, that we're doing something less than church. You could say, Wade, well, we're doing this whole WhatsApp church thing. I don't really like it. I don't like it either, to be honest with you. Um, and yet, it it's what we have. God has uh, providentially, that is, um, in the way that he determines how things happen, we're in a situation right now where we cannot meet together as a church. Um, in the past, we've called this being providentially hindered from going to church. Um, this does not mean like, oh, I woke up late on Sunday, uh, God let me sleep in, therefore I've been providentially hindered from going to church. <laughs> no, this is a worldwide pandemic where the best wisdom would say, don't gather in groups, okay? And um, in that same vein, uh, God has providentially hindered us from coming together right now by this pandemic, and anything that we do is going to be something less than church as we define it, okay? Uh, as of right now, we are all praying similar prayers together on a Sunday. We're singing the songs. Um, I hope I hope you are singing the songs together even while we're separate. We're hearing the same sermon. We're hearing the same word preached. We're reading the same text of scripture. Um, this is the closest thing that we have to church right now. Um, and I am, uh, again, not excited about that, but it is something um, that I think we have been blessed with as a church. The other thing, um, there's a lot of other theological things actually that we could talk about, uh, but here's one that I really want to hit home to you, and that is the freedom that we have in Christ. So when I heard that there was an interfaith council um, speaking to the government about bringing um, religious gatherings back, um, Yes, okay, and you've probably seen it on social media, people talking about greed and so on and so forth. And yeah, that probably is true. 
But the other thing that is so easily lost in this actually is related to our question and response from yesterday. And that is the majority, uh, all other religions that gather together in groups, gather together in groups because if they are not there, they view themselves as falling far short of what God has required of them. And they are trying to work themselves into God's good graces. Okay? Church, because we have been providentially hindered from going to church, God does not expect you to go to church. Now, when this is all over, all those texts, um, well, the Hebrews text that we read the other day, where we, the writer of Hebrews tells us, you need to go to church. It's not just that God's telling you, although he is, you also need it for yourself, okay? When we're back to somewhat normal life, that's true. Be there. You got to be there because you need it. God's told you to be there and he's told you that you need it for your good, okay? Um, but as of right now, Christian, you have the freedom in Christ to not go to church. It is not required for your salvation that you be in church during a pandemic. Other religions can't say the same thing. And so um, live in that freedom right now. Do the best that you can with the WhatsApp services that I'm sending out. Um, change them up as you need to, okay? Okay tailor them to your family. For our family, sitting down and doing one of those services is honestly kind of a nightmare. <laughs> we, we we work hard to get through it. Some weeks we get through one song. Some weeks we get through one of the prayers. Um, we, we, Tara and I get through the sermons eventually, okay? Um, but the reality is that it's kind of a nightmare for us. And um, that's okay. That's okay. Do your best, okay? Do your best. You have the freedom in Christ to not be in church right now and um, know that your your other brothers and sisters from Anchored Baptist Church are working through and struggling through all the same things right along with you. Okay, that's all I've got for now. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. And uh, until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.